my son and I. We've been through it. We've been through a lot of this. My son and I. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through. Oh, yeah. My son and I. I'm here. And I'm into oh, yeah. my son and I. We welcome you. Welcome to the journey. My son and I. Welcome, everyone, to My Son and I. My name is Tahida, a.k.a. Lady T. Yes, 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 and I'm Egbert B. You guys all know me as Egbert Bernard, and we are here with our podcast called My Son and I. We're getting close to episode 10, Mom. This is episode 8. What? I know. We're actually along this journey here. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys are here. We're having so much fun. I hope you guys are, too. Uh, Let's just jump right into it, Mom. Okay, I'm ready. So, uh, about a week or so ago, Demi Lovato announced that uh, that they are now non-binary, and and they've changed their pronouns to them, they. Okay. Yes. Uh, It says here that, let's see, singer Demi Lovato has announced that they are non-binary and are changing their pronouns to them, they. They said the revelation followed a lot of, quote, healing and self-reflective work. Yeah, and a Twitter in a Twitter video earlier Wednesday, last Wednesday, introducing their new podcast. Oh, they have a new podcast. Mm-hmm. The pop singer said that they don't identify as male or female. Mm-hmm. Quote, I want to make this moment to share. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. They said over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And though and through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. Okay. I can't, I mean, a great, congratulations, right. but I can't right. say I saw that coming. Ah, you can't, you didn't see I that I did coming? not see that coming. Okay, all right. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and congrats, congrats to you, mm-hmm. Miss, uh, Mr. Them, They, Demi Lovato. So, wow. So, if there's a no pronoun, mm-hmm. as in a him or a her, then what happens to the Mr. or Mrs. when you, like, a oh, formal introduction? question. Do you say... And now introducing them, Demi Lovato. Wow. Well, it is different. And um, I kept, as you're reading and I'm I'm listening, I I keep saying, I'm like, who's they? Who's they? But but I get it. She's they. And them. They're they. They're they. They're they. And and there's them. Them is that. Them is they. (laughs) That's crazy because, you know, as a bedroom candy consultant, it's very important to us that we make sure we um, uh, um, approach a conversation with someone with the correct pronoun. Mm -hmm. And we actually have products that are, are based on them, they. We actually have a bomb that smells absolutely great called them. Mm. And every, it's unisex. Anyone can wear it, male or female. It really is for them. That's very candy. I'm going to um, start a drinking game here on our show. Oh. Uh, anytime Lady T uh, mentions bedroom candy, take a swig of whatever you're drinking. That part. That you might be drunk by the time it's over, you'll be, You will be. <laughs> <laughs> actually, last episode, last week, you did a really good job. I, I was thinking of introducing that game last week, and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, I guess there's no need. But you opened, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There was really no need. You didn't mention it a lot last episode. So, But you opened this week with talking about it. So, hey. So, anytime Lady T mentions her favorite business, her favorite job, as she said in the last episode, 
Take a swig of whatever you're drinking, even if you're driving. Yeah. It could be water, too. So <laughs> we're not encouraging you drinking and driving. No, I was joking. I was joking. I know, absolutely. Um, I remember having a conversation with uh, my buddy Domingos. We were we were in New York. It was me, memory. Anytime I mention New York, take mm-hmm. a drink. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we were all there, me, memory, Efren, and Domingos. And we were trying to explain the the non-binary concept to this was a couple years ago to the mingos and he was like what what mm-hmm. so so he and she becomes them they he mm-hmm. was like but them they mean that there is more than one there's right. it's plural <laughs> they what do you were mean? they i was like no we were all like really trying to convince him and i remember uh-huh. it was just i remember and and i wouldn't have checked out of that moment probably mm-hmm. as much as i did but I, but i was conscious of this being an important moment i was really mm-hmm. proud of us all for having this conversation but there was a little couple uh, a, a guy and a girl eating mm-hmm. and we were outside dining it was actually memory's birthday probably okay. 2018 or 19 uh-huh. uh and we were out we were dining outside and there was a little couple dining there too and they mm-hmm. pat us all on the back and they were like good <laughs> on you guys for having this conversation oh okay <laughs> we were like yeah, yeah no i mean it. we're trying to gain clarity sure. <laughs> okay but he was like what do you mean no them means that there's more than one person. That's what I kept saying. We're reading this. I'm like, they, who is they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's because it. the, they don't go by he or right. she. They go by them or they. Right. Just expecting as the, they come through the door, you're going to be looking for more than one person. That <laughs> <laughs> They're here. They're who? Here. No. Them. Uh, them. <laughs> uh, who? I only see that one person. Right. Yes, them. That's They're here. They, them. That's they. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but did you hear about Billy Porter last week? Uh, he yes, came I out did. as HIV positive last yes. week. Yes. I saw a little snippet of that on the TV. Um, and I didn't really listen to the story, but I did hear him. Yeah. Yeah. My immediate thought was when, when did he get Mm -hmm. the diagnosis and and like how long did he take Mm -hmm. to tell us, you know, because obviously or or generally and he's from the school where you kind of keep things close to the vest, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't really tell too much of your business Mm -hmm. for sake of your career. Right. Um, And so I went to uh, CBS.com just to see CBSnews.com just to see what the story was. It says Billy Porter revealed on Wednesday, last Wednesday, Mm -hmm. that he is HIV positive. The 51 year old opened up about his diagnosis with the Hollywood Reporter sharing his personal story publicly for the first time. Mm. Porter says that he was diagnosed. Here's the answer I was looking for. Porter says that he was diagnosed with HIV in June 20, 2007. Wow. 2007. Mm-hmm. Over the next 14 years, he... F- wait the hell a minute. 2007 was 14 years ago? Isn't that's the that, real trip. That's the real trip. <laughs> wow. And, this, and it was. It math, was. Math is math. Math is math. It, it checks out. Yeah. Over the next 14 years, it says he won an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony Award, and now stars on the FX series Pose, where he portrays Pretel, an HIV-positive character. You know... I think about, uh, like, I'm proud of Billy Porter mm-hmm. because, and for being as open as he's been these days and, mm-hmm. and just as him as he's been these days. Uh, because I remember, I guess it was like 2013 or 14, whenever he was starring in Kinky Boots mm-hmm. on Broadway, mm-hmm. um, I was like, who's this Billy Porter? Why should I know him? Like, what is this voice? Like, mm-hmm. I, sh- I feel like I should know who this person is. They're making a big deal about him. Who's mm-hmm. Billy Porter? And I had to remind myself of who Billy Porter was. And I do remember Grease, how, uh, uh, high school, dro- beauty school dropout and all that whole moment with mm-hmm. uh, Rosie O'Donnell and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but 
I rem- so, but I did start digging and I wanted to figure out who Billy Porter was and why mm-hmm. he should be important in my world. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at um, his career in the 90s and him having this crazy voice, which was even crazier when he was younger in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hitting notes that are just now we call them a countertenor. I don't know what they were calling them back then because Lord of mercy, um, probably a countertenor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> he... Uh, had to be in the closet and like making all this R&B music. He's a black man with a great soul voice. So, uh, soulful voice. And he was making R&B music. And I just remember like him telling stories about having to be in the closet and the industry and not really being able to sing, you know, to the full, his full potential and make mm-hmm. the kinds of music that he wanted to make mm-hmm. because of, of, of all of the preconceived notions about gay men and, and, yeah. and a gay black man yeah. was even harder to be in the nineties. So I'm just really proud of Billy Porter. I'm really happy for him and, and this moment that he has and to be himself and, and share his truth and living it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And nowadays having um, HIV. That's what I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. So HIV. Yeah. HIV isn't even mm-hmm. what were you, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say that it's, it's um, the meds that people take that have HIV are so 30 years later or uh, have advanced so that you, there's I, there's a commercial on TV. I see it. Can't think of the name of the drug. But if you take it, it says it makes it so low in your system that you literally can have unprotected sex. Yeah, it's called. Uh, it's becoming, not, I wouldn't advise that because of any disease. But right. Um, it's yeah. called becoming undetectable. So they yes. detect your levels in your body. And the objective is to get your uh your your levels so low that you become undetectable yeah. and at that point it is like you don't have the virus it's undetectable in your right. body which means you could if you wanted to have sex unprotected with right. people and things like that but yeah no hiv isn't a death sentence anymore mm-hmm. i've had it for i'm just joking god forbid god, don't just, even joke <laughs> like that okay i'm just joking uh but no uh it is not a death sentence. Right. There was a time, though, when I was like 18 or 19. Remember when I dropped all that weight, just being healthy and living in school, mm-hmm. working out all damn day and, mm-hmm. and eating barely, but living and being happy and healthy. And I was in conservatory and I dropped a bunch of weight. People thought that it was either I was sick or that I was on drugs. I, we were at um, my cousin's wedding and one of my other little cousins came to me around that time. Mm-hmm. And she said, EJ. I said, what? She said, you on drugs? No, she goes, you on crack? I said, bitch, crack? Right. Crack? Of all the things that I might be on, right. crack? No. I said, no, I'm not You're on anything. Crackish. No. I wasn't acting no kind of way. <laughs> I said, I'm not on anything. She said, you sure? Because you dropped out. I said, no, this right. is natural weight loss. Yeah. I'm not on anything. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, around that time, I was too wondering why I was dropping so much weight. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever have unprotected sex, even then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, I was convinced that I had the HIV. Oh. HIV mm. and I was afraid to get tested for a while and everything yeah. I was like if I do I'm not telling anybody I'm just going to die if I die no one has to know <laughs> it'll come out after the autopsy will show mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's that makes crazy. me think like safe sex have yes. you always I know that you were in the 70s I know that y'all was wild mm. was it always about when did it become popular mm-hmm. to have safe sex was it AIDS yes it was okay absolutely because before that was all about free love, mm-hmm. free love. I grew up in the 70s, as you said, and it was all about black power, especially for women, mm-hmm. black female women. We weren't considered hoes. Mm-hmm. We was considered just out there living our lives and enjoying life just like the men were. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, that's why I think AIDS and gonorrhea, syphilis, all of those things mm-hmm. um, skyrocketed because there was so much on 
not having safe sex. People were just having sex wherever, yeah. with whomever, unprotected, no rubber, all of that. And I'm, I must say, I wasn't out there having sex just anywhere, everywhere. But I did have numerous partners, and they weren't always with protected sex. Um, I thank God every day that um, I didn't have to come down. I didn't come down with anything, even a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a good thing. But, yeah, I think that the whole safe sex genre mm-hmm. came around because of all the free love that the 60s and the 70s were having. It was mm-hmm. all about free drugs and free love. Do you remember the first time you used a condom? Hmm, I do. What was that it, like? It, it was a little messy because um, I was young and I didn't, I, you know, I, I lived through the life, uh, through the time where the woman didn't supply your condoms. Because at this day and time, I would tell it, every woman to have your own supply of condoms. Totally. Um, but we, we didn't, so we had to depend on him having a condom. And we were, it was so messy. It was ridiculous. What do you mean messy? I mean, we couldn't get it on. Um, it was rolling up. It was... The whole point is to make sure this stays on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you put your balls in it, too? Oh, wow. um, you know, all of that. And he the, didn't know any of those answers? Not really. Um, wow. We finally got it on and was able to um, maneuver this sexual thing. But the foreplay of the moment and the the excitement of the moment had definitely dwindled somewhat for me. Mm-hmm. So now we got to work this back up again. And by then, we had gotten the hang of it. But the first time was a little messy. I would say it was a little messy. We okay. We didn't seem to get it right. But we did I don't think, well, the first time I tried on a condom or the first time I put on a condom, I was trying it on. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, it wasn't a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. I remember just thinking, oh, Lord, what if I get into a situation and I can't fit this thing? Let me make sure I can fit it. Uh, I was probably like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember carrying a condom after that. I was 13 years old and it was popular to have the, the imprint of your condom on your wallet. Okay. And I remember one time I was 13, you found my wallet. I was just sitting there and, and you picked it up. You said, here, is this, is this your wallet? And I said, oh yeah, it is mine. And you flipped it over and you saw the imprint of the condom. Mm-hmm. And you said, what's that? And I said, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a, you said, are you using that? <laughs> and I said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. And you were like, oh, okay. And you used, you, used, you I don't know if you still do, but you used to just take whatever I said for face value. Um, yeah, I would, I would. I'm giving you truth. I would hope that you're giving me truth. Yeah, that's risky for a young child. Yeah. Uh, but I luckily was mm-hmm. uh, generally I definitely believed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't. I wasn't using mm-hmm. condoms at that time. Yes. I was raw dogging it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're ridiculous. No. But oral sex. So you said in that moment, you were like, are you having, are you sexually active and I said no no I'm not I'm not I'm not at all and I could tell that you believed me but you pressed for a little bit and then you said you know having somebody suck your little wheezy is sex too <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I remember, remember you remember that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, re- I don't remember answering but I remember thinking I can't answer honestly because mm-hmm. by that time I was yeah People were sucking my little wheezy. Sucking that little wheezy. Yeah. I knew that's why I said, you know, I had sex too. Huh? <laughs> that, that kind of tripped me up for a second too. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, it's not sex. Is it sex? Yeah. And then I remember somebody calling, I remember it being referred to as oral sex. And I was like, mm-hmm. I guess it's a form of sex, but that's not sex. Right. Uh, it took me a second to, mm-hmm. to everyone. Uh, that's that's uh, something that people de- def- definitely is a conversation for because a lot of people feel oral sex isn't sex, mm-hmm. but it is. It is all it's so a many sexual kinds of activity. Forms. Yes, it's a sexual. Yeah. So many different forms of sex um, that 
we wouldn't associate as sex, but it, there's quite a few. And uh, it is, if it has anything to do with sex, it's a form of sex. Yeah, sex. it's a sexual activity. Yes. But it's not sex. And it's not. Well, there is, you can actually have sex without penetrating because that's what people, most people assume that sex has to be a penetration, an actual sexual acts with, the, with your intimate genital areas. But that's not true. How do you have sex without involving your intimate areas? Oh, wow. That is a very good question. I'm going to save that and shelf that for our next thing. The reason why is that I have um, absolutely great great information on how you have you're literally having sex without actually the penetration but i don't have that information with me right now so can we please table that okay or i will definitely bring that and we will talk about that okay all right stay tuned that's called a deep tease a deep tease uh so is there anything that you any like sexual experiences or encounters that you're like oh my god Thank God I made it out of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell me why. There's several of those, but one of them that really sticks out in my head is that um, I lived in San Francisco for about three years. Anyway, I was really young. I went there at 17. I came back at about almost 20. But anyways, I would date lots of numerous guys. I didn't really have a boyfriend there because that's how I roll. If you're a friend, there's numerous other friends. But if you're a boyfriend, that's just you. Mm -hmm. And I was in my stage of just having friends. And I met this guy. And um, there's so many of them, y'all. I met this guy and we dated and dated and we had the best time and we went to, we went, we literally just was enjoying each other. We went to plays, went to movies. He took me to see my first Richard Pryor movie. It was amazing. Wow. Everybody kept saying, Richard Pryor is so, so vulgar. All he does is cuss. I was on the floor in tears. <laughs> it was just so funny. I, to that to this day, I love me some Richard Pryor. But after we went and like I said, we had went on several dates and back then uh, guys, men expected or partners or whatever it is you're dating did expect um, some return in their finances that they put into this date but it wasn't so bad now at least to me because it seems like now if you spend in a dollar you want some booty okay. but anyways um, so we went back to his place that was not a good thing to do I do not do not do not condone going back to the man's place especially if you do not have sex on the on the grill on the you know today for different reasons, or mm -hmm. I'm a man, so for mm -hmm. different reasons. So obviously, mm -hmm. women do not, you know, if you do it, do what you feel safe mm -hmm. doing. Uh, but for me, I don't mm -hmm. go back to people's places mm -hmm. because I don't know where the camera hiding. That too. Okay. That too. I don't you know where the camera absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. That part right there. But I tell you, the whole night from the moment we sat down and he was at one side of the table, I was at the other, and this conversation totally turned to sex and what we we're going to do and how we we're going to do this. Da, da, da. And I was not ready for that. Mm -hmm. I, I had no plans on doing that. I, to be very honest with you, I, you, there are times when people might say, oh, you're a user or whatever. I really didn't use at the time, mm -hmm. I use dates and go out, have a great time. You ain't getting none though, mm -hmm. and that's what where this was. And I kid you not, thank God. And this is why I say something to get out of that. It didn't turn really ugly for me because I was behind closed doors with this man. And at that time, a lot the date rape scenario was that it was your fault. You was on a date, you went oh, there, no. all of that. We're now today's today's um, de definition is if I say no, it's no. Right. I don't care if you even about to put it in, and I say no, yeah. it's no. Right. But back then, date rape, you really could have a hard time trying to 
uh, just justification for a situation that happened because you were on a date. Wow. And I tell you, this guy chased me around his apartment. He had one of those round tables. <laughs> we went round and round that table so many times that finally I felt I have I had enough distance in between us that I could make it to the door. Oh my god! <laughs> before he caught me, and that is what happened. And I never put myself in that situation ever again. Oh so god. yes, that was that was one date that could have went wrong. Um, I'm going to wrap this up real quick and tell you about another date. I dated this one guy for like six months. This mm-hmm. guy would take me to plays, buy me weed, all of this. And just, I mean, he really catered to me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was, I didn't even really want to kiss this guy. I just was using him. Mm-hmm. And I finally did. We, he finally asked me for a kiss. He finally mustered up the courage. And I knew that was what was going on. It was him being afraid to go for it. And I mm-hmm. took advantage of that. And he finally mustered up the strength to get a, to ask for a kiss. And I gave this guy the most driest wood is wouldn't it I mean it was just like kissing a piece of board after six months after six months can you believe oh it that was gosh. so wrong and then he realized what was going down and he he actually asked the question he said oh you know I'm you know I'm dating you for a reason and I really like you I find you extremely sexual and I would like to have sex with you and I literally straight looked this man in his eyes and said that's never gonna happen oh and that was the last date I'm sure <laughs> that was Good the last date absolutely okay <laughs> oh my gosh I don't have too many like oh god thank god I made it out of that sexual encounters mm-hmm. uh cause I am pretty safe when it comes to that mm-hmm. I am uh a grown adult single male Mm -hmm. so I do enjoy uh, sexual encounters as often as I can have them Uh, but I'm usually very safe about it Uh, so I don't have too many like oh my god thank god I made it out of that Mm -hmm. Uh, but there was a time there was a time in a world uh, Mm -hmm. I was like 21 I guess Mm -hmm. I was. I was 21 years old. I had just come from New York, mm-hmm. uh, and I was about to head out on tour with Missoula. I was here for about a month, a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But before I left for New York, mm-hmm. uh, I was one night. I was just like, I want to. I want to find some trouble. You know, I spent a lot of my young years in Hollywood. I went to Hollywood High and then Conservatory just outside of Hollywood. So I, those were my streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew where to go find some trouble. So I went to the host role. Mm. And I met a dude, uh, and I don't, I'm I'm not going to pay for sex. Uh, and, and I didn't know then that I was like young and gorgeous. I wish I had known that, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I did know that I was good looking enough to get what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, so I, I wasn't going out there to pay for no damn sex. And so, uh, well, I might as well just tell you the whole story, the way it happened. Uh, so I saw this dude, he looked like John B. If you remember John B. Yes, I do. Uh, so that nice, like hook nose, light skin, yeah. dark features, uh, just gorgeous to me, man. And uh, we went to some park and, and messed around, and we exchanged uh, phone numbers. And so I kept in touch with him a very little bit, and I went off to New York, and then I, I think we might have hooked up maybe one time b- between then and me going to New York. And then I went to New York, and then I came back, and I had to... Uh, go back to Missoula and I contacted him and he lived in Hawthorne in Hawthorne, as they say here in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived in Hawthorne and he, well, he worked on the host rolls, So he would get home at like two or three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I would leave, I wasn't driving at the time. So I would leave y'all's house 
and get on the bus and go to Deep Hawthorne, Hawthorne mm-hmm. in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and do whatever. But anyway, he was crazy. Mm-hmm. So we would sometimes wake up and be like, oh, I had some crazy dreams or whatever and talk about our dreams or whatever. But this dude was jealous. He was possessive. And I used to actually have to like physically fight to get out of the door to like leave. Mm. And we would tussle and whoever made it to the door first, that's how that was going to go. So (laughs) I uh, would have to, you know, get to rehearsals or like do all of these things. Mm. I was doing like another show with Matt before going in. Um, Anyway, he was crazy and so crazy that sometimes he would be like, he would just out of the blue go, hmm. Oh. No. And at first, <laughs> and at first it was like, oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't say anything or what, or huh, what, what? And after a while I realized, oh, he's just crazy. He hears things. Uh, and I, I, he would go, hmm, and I'd go, nothing. I didn't say anything. And then, uh, so one night I knew, I was tired. He was jealous. He was possessive. I'd get phone calls. Who is that? Who is that? I'm like, calm down. Uh, I asked him his name. I forgot to, to mention this part. I asked him his name the first time we met and he said, white chocolate. I said, I'll never call you that. <laughs> what did your mother name you? That and he boy. said, Raymond. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll call you Raymond. I won't say his last name. Uh, but anyway, uh, he was crazy. And I knew that it was my last night with this person. So I was cooking that night. And I was making pork chops. The reason I don't eat lemon pepper anymore is this dude needed lemon pepper on everything. So I was cooking, and his portion had all the lemon pepper. I mean, he would put lemon pepper in his eggs, mm. like everything. Mm. Disgusting. So I don't like a lemon pepper. I don't do that lemon pepper wing or any of that stuff. Um, anyway, I'm cooking, and and this dude goes, hmm. And I said, nothing. I didn't say anything. He was like, oh, because you know I'm crazy, baby. I'm crazy. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he was like uh because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on this medication, I'm on that. I mean, he named, like, four different medications. And I was thinking, oh, good. I got to get the hell out of here. I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> but I was thinking, oh, good, he's finally opening up about mm. this. Like, okay, it sucks for him because I know this is my last night here. He doesn't know mm. that. But sad, you know, he's finally feeling comfortable enough to open up to me about this now. But I'm glad that he is because mm-hmm. uh, I've been wondering. Uh, and so uh, he said that he, uh, he was on these four medications and so on and so on. And I'm just sort of nodding along. Okay, sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he was like, what the fuck? You, you think I'm crazy? You think I'm crazy? And I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I was just like, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, I'm not on no motherfucking medication. Ah, <laughs> Jesus Lord. You think I'm going to be on this? And I'm like, well, you name them. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, right. saying, I'm, I'm just being supportive. I'm listening. And, uh. But I knew in my mind that he must have been on all four of those medications because he named four uh, different medications that I had never heard of. That's the way this man is acting, lets you know he's also okay. dynamic. Right, well, he didn't have to be on nothing, but right. he, it was clearly crazy. Mm. Uh, or maybe he was on that at one point and stopped going on right. it or something. Uh, but he was clearly, you know, he had some sort of imbalance. He did hear things. He And then he started doing, when he was talking about his pills, he was talking about how he sees colors and uh. like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, so good. I'm glad you're... Anyway, mm. so that night ended. We woke up the next morning, and he said, um, ooh, baby, I had some crazy dreams. Mm. I said, oh, what were you dreaming about? What were they? And he was like, I had a dream, but nobody left. It was just us. Mm. I said, well, what do you mean? He was like, it wasn't nobody left. They was all dead. It was just you and me left. I said, well, what happened to everybody? Right. He said, they came. They killed them, the aliens, the blue aliens. Uh. I said, oh, the blue aliens came and killed everybody. He said, yeah, and you over there bitching, talking about what we going to eat. He said, I'm like, they dead, baby, them. Uh, I said, oh, okay. They, they, 
Correct. If you didn't have no right, if you didn't have no um, thoughts of, I mean, if you were just talking to him and I'm leaving, that alone would, didn't make you actually get, that, that, that moment, I would have been like, putting on my clothes. Literally, I was this like, door fight. this is it. <laughs> we about to start this, this door fight. It. Let me start packing. <laughs> right. And then, um, so I waited to tell him when I got home that I was done with it. And yeah. I expected, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so ready for this explosive reaction and all of this and, you know. Uh, which is why I did it away from him. Mm-hmm. And when I said, I think I'm going to move in another direction, he said, all right. And that scared me more than anything. Right. I was like, where is he? He's watching mm-hmm. me now. He's followed me home. Where is he? <laughs> they can't see your, still, your, your, your visual laugh. At home? You got to laugh out loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so were you still living at uh, our house? I was living at 5934, but uh, like uh, in uh, Torrance. Um, <laughs> oops, I just spit on you. I'm gonna have to um, bleep out uh, that address. Uh, I was living at y'all's house, uh, but I was only here for like a little bit. Like I was in between. Coming to my house, got me caught up and shot somebody. I was nervous. Yes, I was like, he must have followed me home, uh, but no, he didn't. He didn't, and he was fine. I ran into him years later when I was staying at another part in Torrance, uh, another place in Torrance, and uh, and he like called me all kinds of whores mm. and you left me to go what? hoe around the country what? and all kinds of stuff. I was like, I, I can show you my resume. If Let that's me get what away you from you. We'll show you nothing. I'm trying to not talk to you. I'm right. running. I was trying to fuck though. <laughs> John B came back. <laughs> uh, that's a little too crazy for me. Yeah, he was legitimately, legitimately. out of his mind. Yeah. Dominique taking on Madison. You need to then. You should be. It's <laughs> right. time to start considering. Let me name these four. You should be on. Right. Well, he named them. I wouldn't have <laughs> right. been able to do that. Right. That's how I believed him. I was like, oh, right. you know the names of these things. Uh, uh-huh. All right. You never went through his medicine game? No. Uh, th- things like that don't go through my mind. Yeah, like I, I, didn't, I, I that's, that's like an been. utter violation to me. So I, I, I yeah. wouldn't have thought to do that. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't have probably did it until you start talking about these meds. I'm like, God damn it, because you must not be taking them. You got to be the home. Right. You going off. And you go, oh, no. Let me go, let me go see me, if these bottles let me, are let empty. Me, let me help. They you. all full. <laughs> right. I'm cooking. Let me crush up some stuff. Uh, but no. Um, have, well, well, have you gone through too many medicaments? Or any medicine Absolutely cabinets? not one. Oh, really? But that might have made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I really do like treat people as I want to be treated. Right. Don't go through mine. I ain't going through yours. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take a little break and uh, go to relieve myself and uh, of urine, people. Now, uh, that part, <laughs> please specify. Your mama's sitting right here. Right. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back. My son and I. And we're back. Yes, yes, yes. My son and I. Yes, yes. This is our segment called A Deeper Level, where we take things to a deeper level. That first segment was kind of deep. Anyway, we talked about some things, but let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. Let me see now. What's my next one here? Um, Oh, I got something. We were talking about being drunk and doing things, uh, you know, why you're drunk and all that stuff. So I just want to ask, what is your, what is your, Food to go to when you're drunk. What's your go-to? Food? Oh, go-to um, food? my go-to drunk food. Yeah. It depends on where I am, who mm. I'm with, and what I've been drinking. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so in New York, mm-hmm. um, pre-COVID, my favorite thing to do was go to karaoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
we used to go to this place called uh, Boho Karaoke in the West Village. And okay. when you came out of the karaoke spot, there was this Mexican food truck. Okay. That was terrible. <laughs> but we would go there, we'd be drunk, you know, and it would be the only thing really open at four mm-hmm. or whatever in the morning when the bar closes mm-hmm. uh, in that area, really. Um, you know, on the way to the whatever car we've ordered or whatever, mm-hmm. or the train or whatever, but usually a car at that time. Mm-hmm. And we would go to this Mexican food truck and I would get a carne asada burrito, never be able to actually finish it that night. And I would be so upset the next morning because I would heat up this terrible burrito <laughs> that I was mad I paid for. Uh, right. Okay. But you liked it while you were drunk. Then. It was, it just, it would fill me up and okay. it was flavorful enough to get me through gotcha. whatever that moment was. Okay. But it, right. it's never spectacular. Right, right. It's crazy, but when I get drunk, which is, um, I, I try not to do, but hard liquor will do that to me. Um, it's something about sweet and sour I have to have, something sweet and sour. It, like, calms my stomach, because mm. no, if I'm drunk, best believe I'm throwing up. I'm nauseous as well. Mm. And this sweet, sour-like kind of thing, like a sweet and sour tart or mm-hmm. some kind of sweet and sour candy, something sweet and sour. Um, definitely food would help, because I'm going to probably be nauseous and throw up hugging Ralph and all that stuff so I would put something on my stomach because I know that it's not good to throw up without anything in something tummy. sweet and sour yeah that would just help the nauseous feeling what like a sweet and sour soup or like a no, candy no, like a candy oh. that would help my nauseous but I have to actually eat some type of food um, and uh, I don't have anything special that I turn to just so long as something I can put on my tummy so that when I do mm-hmm. go throw up I'll have something there. Mm. Yeah, but a burrito sounds good. Like yeah, that. when I was living I in L.A., uh, like college days, the mm. best hangover food, not necessarily okay. drunk food, okay. but hangover food used to be uh, Jack in the Box. Mm. Oh, that would that would just do everything it needed to do. Yeah, it would it would ease the queasiness, and mm. it would give. I would feel full and satiated, and it would give me a little bit of energy. You know, like I'd mm. feel like I had a fresh a restart. Okay, I used to love that. I don't know if Jack in the Box would be great hangover food today, but my young little 19, 20 year old body. <laughs> It was all it needed. That's <laughs> all it needed. Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, I can think of some epic Halloween moments, costumes. No. What's your favorite one that you've done? Oh wow! Oh shoot! <laughs> uh, that's that's a good hard question there because I've done so many. Um, even as a child, we when we were kids, my parents uh, they would walk way way behind. They weren't even like they were with us, <laughs> and we'd be able to go trick or treating. And um, I think that one of my I, think, hey, I take that back. I know what was my favorite dress up Halloween move. I hope you're gonna say what my favorite one of yours. Okay, is. Um, we I had a job where I worked in corporate world for 21 years called Gilmore Envelope. <laughs> I think you are gonna. And say yes, that. and we have how we dress up. We did everything, all the holidays, everything. And one day I for. I was in, I love Martin, <laughs> and I he um, Rome 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 Rome. I I had I literally uh, put a beard on. I put on men's clothes, and I had this big old penis just going down my leg. And I chased the girls around the office all day. So I was like, <laughs> it's Rome Rome. I know I got the Rome for you. It was one of the best things. I put a black thing on my front tooth. I had my tooth missing because, you know, Romy <laughs> Rome teeth all messed up and stuff. Jerome. I, uh, I put on my, I had on a wig. I had, a, I literally put, I took a little sponge thing and just sponged on my beard. Mm-hmm. And I had the best 
thing I had was I had I took a big old plastic bag, put some socks in it, and I put it like around my belt waist, and I pulled it up. So now I had this big old penis, and it was, it was a huge. I was just like, <laughs> um, I ain't even. You you look at this thing, you're like, no, 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 can't work with that. <laughs> um, and I had it along my leg, and I chased the women around the office all day, talking I was Romy Rome, and I got to come Romeo Rome. Oh my God! <laughs> Hashtag I them love too. That. Hashtag yes, them, them too. too. <laughs> you right. chasing women around. Where was HR? What, it was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, HR wasn't like it is now, y'all. That, yeah. was, that was a long time ago, y'all. I remember that. <laughs> and I was hoping you were going to say that as your favorite <laughs> costume moment, because that's my favorite of your costume moments. Yes. Oh, I, that was the funniest thing in the world. I remember seeing <laughs> pictures. I remember you before you like got to the office that day, and you were so excited. And it was the best costume. I was like, really oh, was. this is going to kill. Yes, I actually won the office best costume. Costume that year and everything. Nice. I did it up. I had the beard. I had the. I, I mean, come on. I would be saying, come on, feel it. You know, you should just feel it. Oh feel it. Come God. on, feel it. <laughs> Sexual <laughs> harassment. It was really <laughs> Totally, totally. If it would have been like today, I would not have a job, y'all. <laughs> no, not at all. They'd have been like, what? Oh, not at all. And I did it to supervisors. If you was female, you was going to get chased by me that day in the office. Oh, my God. It was goodness. so much. They enjoyed it too, running yeah. and clowning. And stuff. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. I think my favorite sure. costume moment was uh, in high school. I dressed up as uh, an old lady. I'm trying to think. I think my name was Grandma Sue or something <laughs> like that. And I had an old dress on with like a big old booty and a big old set of titties. Yes. <laughs> And this was like before, I mean, I had seen Medea, but this was like mm-hmm. way before the Medea, Medea days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her plays were going around at that time, but this was like before Medea. But I was an old lady. It was really, I was, I was my grandmother, really. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to be mama. Uh, she wasn't built like that, but for comedic <laughs> purposes, I did all that. Uh, but that's probably my favorite. It just, it got all the laughs. And mm-hmm. my best friend Myra still reminds me of it. She would remember the name. I can't remember her name, yeah, Myra. I'm sure she would. <laughs> <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, your turn. Okay, let's see. What do I have? What, yeah, what, what's that? What's that got? Let me hold on. Can you play any instruments? Not really, but I did play a clarin- clarinet in school. Uh-huh. It was back in the days when they actually gave you an instrument to take home. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That part. Okay. We did that. Well, I played the saxophone right quick, hot, quick second in junior high school. I did yeah. it for like maybe a, a month. Oh. Um, and, <laughs> and, and they gave me that to take home. I remember the whole mm-hmm. checkout process. It was very yeah. intense. But I remember not being able to focus my breath through the reed mm-hmm. of the instrument okay. and actually develop some good sound from yes. the saxophone. So I moved on to the drums. Gotcha. And that's where and I that is true because I, I have mastered the reed with mm-hmm. the clarinet. You mm-hmm. have to have that same issue with the clarinet. Well, since we talking about drunk and being drunk and doing all the drunk things, mm-hmm. let me ask you, what, what's one of the craziest things you've done while you were drunk? Oh, um, again, I'm not like super, super wild. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm usually like quote unquote yeah. chaperone. I can be just as drunk as the next, as everybody else, mm-hmm. but I'm usually the one that kind of minds everything and make sure it's, make sure everything is okay. okay. Um, I, um, trying to think of something wild. Can you think of something while I think? Or do you have For something? Me? Oh, absolutely. Can? Absolutely. I have a couple of actors. I, um, I, my, my best friend knows that when we go, she don't drink. 
Um, and she knows when we go places, I will. So I always have a designated driver and um, no matter what we do. And we were out on one of our jaunts and uh, I was sitting there just literally getting drunk, drinking on drinks. We were past each other. There's a table full of us. And we were like, taste mine, taste yours, taste mine. And so we were, by, by the time I taste everybody and finish mine, I was really, really lit. And I knew, I knew that I was. So I grabbed my phone and I text my best friend and said, girl, I am really drunk right now. Please <laughs> make sure nothing goes wrong. Get me home safe. She hit me in the side and said, bitch, I'm sitting right here next to you. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm right here. And I got lean, you. you okay, yeah, part, right? <laughs> you could have just whispered just in my ear. Over, that part. She replied, though. <laughs> No, she hit me in the side. Oh, yeah, she, said, right. yeah. she said, bitch, I'm just sitting right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> Why are you texting me? <laughs> did you actually I forget that know. she was next to you? No, I was drunk. Oh. I totally did. I totally did. And then one other really quick one. Uh, we took an all-girls trip to Hawaii. It was me, my mom, my sisters, my auntie, my grandmother. We had the best time, you guys. We were there for a week. The average drink was $5, and we kept running to groups of men from the Navy, from Hawaii, the whole deal. We was just having a great time, and they were drawn and attracted to the our group of women because there were lots of people there but they just kept we just kept attracting them over and they was buying us drinks wherever we were we just kept we kept running to these get groups of guys that we were groups of women and they would buy drinks and um so w- w- later on that evening my sister and i happened to be in the bar of the r- hotel we were staying in and one of the guys was trying to talk to her and he kept buying shots. And so he was buying me one, too, because I was with her. And the thing was, she wasn't drinking her shots. She just kept passing them over to me. So I was doing my shots and her shots. Mm-hmm. And so a, a guy came and asked me to dance. And I'm getting on the dance floor, and I'm just spinning. I'm having a great time, <laughs> just dancing, getting down. Well, I lost her. I didn't know where she was by the time the, the, the music ended. We danced for a few songs. Mm-hmm. And I had moved around here and moved around there. And she saw me standing up on the dance floor looking for her. She came and grabbed me like a little kid and pitched me. Come on here, bitch. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Going nowhere with you no more. Okay. <laughs> but that was uh, that was terrible, too, that later on that night, she was like, see, this is why I'm not rooming with you no more. I was throwing up almost all night, y'all. It was just way too many shots. <laughs> I can't think. I, I oh Well, the first time I got drunk, I mm-hmm. Was throwing up like that. Mm-hmm. We were. It was me and Ty. I was. I was seventeen. She might have been eighteen, mm-hmm. and we had made plans to mm-hmm. co- to go over and get drunk that night. We were gonna go to somebody's party that she knew, and then we were gonna come back home and get drunk from her mom and dad's bar. Okay. <laughs> and so we got back, and by the time we got back, and she had already been tipsy before, and I had never been. And um, I remembered it. I was like, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. So we got back and she had already changed her mind. I was like, no, we're going to get drunk. Come on, come on. She was like, you go do it. And so I didn't know (laughs) anything. So I got like a nice size glass Mm -hmm. and I threw a bunch of ice in there and I took about a shot of everything on their bar and I poured it into the glass with like a dash of whatever mixer was up (laughs) there. And then I sipped it and I was like, hmm, doesn't taste so bad. Uh, Now I know that as a Long Island uh, and uh, I downed it, and I was like, eh, I don't really feel anything. And I was starting to feel a tiny bit, little like wavy. By the time I made the second one, 
this time with more alcohol. Mm. And when I tell you I crawled to the bathroom, <laughs> Ty's not a, back then she wasn't a very like touchy person. Mm-hmm. She was rubbing my back. I'm lying <laughs> on the bathroom floor, throwing up on my arm. Mm-hmm. And she really took care of me. That was the first time I got drunk. But I was thinking about uh, a crazy time. I remember uh, I was on tour. I won't say with who. Because I might have been driving a company vehicle. And I was with my buddy, Jesse. And we were in a town. This is what I thought of this when you were saying that drinks were like $5. Mm -hmm. We were in a town where drinks were literally like $3 and $5. Mm -hmm. We were in Campbellsport, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we were new in town. So everyone, you know, everybody knew that we were coming to town because it's a small town. Mm -hmm. And this company would come through once a year. Mm -hmm. So everyone was excited to see us. So they all wanted to buy us drinks. Mm -hmm. And so we got so, 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 so drunk. And for whatever reason, Jesse made me drive. Mm -hmm. So I drove and like literally to the point where I could barely see the lines Mm -hmm. ahead of me and the, like the lanes Mm -hmm. on the road. I know. And we, and the two of us, all we did was sit and laugh about everything all day. So at one point, he was trying to make me laugh. And I was like, oh, please don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. I can't see straight when I laugh. Like, mm. what? Why are you driving? Right. Mm-mm-mm. The next day, we had a call at like at like 10 o'clock to be at the theater at 10 o'clock or something like that. Or mm-hmm. like 9. Mm-hmm. It was like 9. And we got a knock at our door at 10 o'clock from the people that were supposed to, that were waiting right, for us in the right, theater. Right, right, Oh, my God. I remember <laughs> this reminds me. One day, so we went to the, to the place, uh, to the theater to rehearse the kids and we had a show that day and I was directing that week. So luckily I didn't have to be on stage, but Jesse did have to be on stage and he had to run off to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. go figure. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the kids were kind of coming up to me and they were like, Evie, uh, Jesse's sick and he's, he's in the bathroom and we can hear him. He's really sick. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I don't know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't really know what's going on with him. And this one kid uh, tells his other kid, it's okay. He smells just like my grandmother. It happens to her all the time. He'll be okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I said, oh really? And she was right. like, yeah. I was like, good. Okay, okay, well I'm glad you know he'll be mm-hmm. fine. He's <laughs> telling all on But that reminds me of another time with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now I now they're all coming flooding in. Right, right. Um, I was staying with some really good friends in Torrance, um, and they had lent me their uh, guest room, mm-hmm. and I was staying with them. And it was like a, a joint birthday party. My buddy Jeff, his birthday is August nineteenth, and mine is August third. So we had like a joint birthday party that year. Okay. And I was very depressed. I was like twenty three at this point. I was not very happy. I was gigging and the career was going well, but I personally wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I was indoctrinated into this drinking game called Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And there are rules to this game that I won't get into, uh, mm-hmm. but one of the consequences uh, of breaking these rules is that you have to down all of the, all of the alcohol in your hand. Mm-hmm. So, and somebody could trick you and have you hold one of their drinks and you break a rule and now you have to down both of those drinks if they call Buffalo on you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was drinking, I was being called Buffalo so many times and still drinking recreationally. And I got so drunk. I remember at one point I was sitting next to Valerie, Jeff's wife, uh, my good friend Valerie. And she looked at me and she was like, Eggie, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And like, 
fell backwards. Like I was oh. sitting down to like faint it backwards, and she mm-hmm. said my head hit the concrete and all oh. that. And my eyes were kind of half open, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Right. I remember in my mind I was just lying back, mm-hmm. uh, but, <laughs> but I guess I fainted or something, mm-hmm. or certainly looked mm-hmm. like I did. And so at one point they were like, "I was like, I'm just gonna go inside and and go lay on the floor. Like I, I just need to lay down." And I went into what I thought was their apartment and laid on what I thought was their living room floor. And uh, I don't know how long after that, I heard them looking for me, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, they'll, they'll find me. I'm here mm-hmm. on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. they'll come inside and see me. And I don't know how long after that, somebody came into the apartment that I was in and was like, oh, my God, he's here. He's right here. He's on the floor here. And I was like, oh, oh, and then Jeff came and he was like, get up, get up, buddy, get up, buddy. You're in the wrong place. You're at the wrong apartment. You're in the wrong apartment. I was like, oh, no. Mm. And we got up and we went to his place and I went to the bedroom and I laid on the bed and the sun's starting to go down by now. And Jesse comes in and uh, no, I take that back. I went to the bathroom first and I wound up laying on the bathroom floor after relieving myself. And then they came in there and they were like, people need to use our bathroom. You got to get out of here. Go to the room. And I was like, "Okay, cool. So I went to the room, and now the sun's starting to go down. And Jesse comes into the room, and he's, you know, freaking leprechauning around. Hoity-toity. And we're laughing. Mm. I don't know why I called him a leprechaun. He's not Irish, nor does he have red hair. But he was <laughs> moving like a leprechaun around. Right. Right. And um, making fun. And I was like, bro, move, 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 move. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom now. Move, move, move. And so I jump up, and I... I I run toward the door of the bedroom and I don't know, I guess I startle him, Mm -hmm. but his idiot ass shuts the door, Mm -hmm. slams it shut. And I'm actually about to hurl. And so I put my my mouth up to my hand and I vomit into my hand Uh and vomit is like squirting between my Uh fingers all over the walls and all over the door and everything. And it's purple and it smells oh, like, uh, yes, and it smells like everything I've had, plus the barbecue I was eating. And it was just disgusting. It mm. gets all over their door, all over the wall, all mm. over the closet, all over this dresser that was next to the door. And mm. at some point, I just sort of slumped down onto the floor. And I'm like, this is it. I, I, I'm in the middle of this now. And I just let it go. Mm. And now it's all over their carpet, oh, all over me Lord. and everything. Uh. And I look up, oh. and Jesse's taking pictures. Uh, I said, "You my oh my mm. goodness!" I was so mad, but yeah, that's probably. And I, I feel so too. bad for yeah. that. Still, I bet you um, sound like you made a mess. I made a mess, and Jeff like just cleaned it up. Like, yeah. I was like, "These people are too good to me." Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. the craziest drunk time okay. I've had. Yes. yes, I don't. I mine when I'm drunk, they normally end in nausea. Throwing up some mm-hmm. type of nausea, but um, I have had a, a actually a pleasant um, encounter where I it was drunk when roller skating, mm. and uh, that was that was it wasn't just um, alcohol. I, mm-hmm. I had um, and tried. You, you people may may know or may not. Or I, um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but mm-hmm. um, quaaludes. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever tried, but I you mentioned I, that, that in episode yeah. one. Okay, yes, and that <laughs> that there was crazy, but that that was a that was a good. Uh, experience of something crazy with being drunk because I, I remember just skating and floating and just twisting and turning and tr- going around in circles and just enjoying the high. That actually was episode two that you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, good times. Okay. Yeah. Is it was that now it's your turn? Um, I think it is. I think it's you sure because I asked something about being drunk. Oh, you did? Yeah, that was okay. Mine. Then, uh, I'll tell you. what's your favorite like parlor game to play or parlor? any game? Yeah, okay, game. Well, there's been a evolving of them around as I have evolved to be the woman that I, that I am, and uh, there's several of them. Um, I would say. Um, I, I, when I was a little girl, my mom played jacks with us. Those of you who don't know what jacks are, they're these little metal little objects you throw Everybody on the floor. Everybody knows what jacks are. And pick them up with a ball. Well, I talked to a girl the other day. Oh, she my God, we don't care. Hell. Okay, go. Tell the story. <laughs> but anyways, all right, so jacks started off being number one. Then I moved to spades. Oh, spades was it. I'm, I'm, I'm a great person but I hate losing and I, it is even little things is a game um so you if you're gonna if it's something that is partnering with me you best to come correct because I'm gonna let you know you ain't a good partner but when it's by myself I'm very very competitive so spades became one and then we found this one this game called phase 10 phase 10 is absolutely uh, amazing my mom um, introduced it to our lives and we literally went and visited my daughter in Arizona and her and her friend and we stayed up literally two days playing phase 10 straight no sleep nothing whatsoever just a break to go to the grocery store and buy some food that we could make sure it was fast food like tacos or something so we can finish eating I know you remember the time when you guys were children and we used to play cards it was called pity pat because pity uh -huh. pat was in my life for a long time uh -huh. and we would take our children me cousins uh, all of us had our children and we all were around the same age uh -huh. and they the children loved it it was like when my parents would take us to church all the time we had uh -huh. a bunch of children there so we liked to play so you guys never complained about the hours yeah, we would we, spend playing cards we used to love we, it oh my god we would get there at 11 claiming seats this is my seat don't get my seat until maybe 11 to 1 to 11 in the morning just taking each other money 200 300 400 dollars we didn't we did not play you sat down at this table it was about the money and we will try to get it but i remember that was a big long stage of a favorite game in my life which was pity pat with them and you guys we, we what i liked about it is i was able to take you guys and we could mm -hmm. and not have to worry about where you were mm -hmm. how, how you were doing you were with me and we would sit there and play cards for hours mm -hmm. literally for i mean 12 10 13 hours at a time mm -hmm. and I, I used to like that. We did too. My sister and I used <laughs> to love that. That was that was like the best. Those were like some of the best times mm -hmm. when we were kids. Like everyone just going to whoever's house mm -hmm. and you know getting into whatever trouble we would be getting into right. while y'all in there playing cards for <laughs> literally hours on hours. Literally, yeah. We make spaghetti or tacos, something yeah. that you guys did not. You guys can get yourself. You didn't have to bother <laughs> us, so we'd have to get up and fix you something to eat. Mm -hmm. We always made a plan to make sure it was something like. That is what I was I craving spaghetti. I don't want to make it though, because my refrigerator is going down, and I don't want to have to figure out how to store it. Where can I find good spaghetti? Besides yeah. my house, um, you want to make I'm some spaghetti? Sure. Actually, I absolutely do. As we talking about, I kid, kid you not, I was saying to myself, I haven't made spaghetti in a minute, and I'm so tired of picking the same thing to cook. Yeah. But I found an absolutely amazing place to eat. You guys, it's the bomb. It's called Tisket. Tisket a tasket. Yes. Thirty eight fifty Slauson. Yes. Nine hundred forty three is the air, is the zip code, and it is amazing. It's right up on Slauson, um, off of Rimpaw. It is amazing. So you guys looking for some good? I mean, some absolutely great tasting food. Tisket a tasket. Thirty eight fifty Slauson Boulevard. The best. I mean, Slauson Avenue. Mm -hmm. The best. The so best. So good. So, absolutely. So good. You get your money's worth. You get 
quantity and quality. Yes, these portion sizes are insane for the price. Yes. And uh, everything's super tasty. Yeah, Everything's super tasty. It made me start eating out again. Okay. But I haven't cooked spaghetti for a minute, so I will definitely cook some spaghetti um, like tomorrow. Yeah, please. I'm serious about it. Okay, okay. I'll remind you. Okay. Um, okay, uh, my favorite game, I love a good word game. Like, I love, mm. like, a word association game. I love right. Taboo. Yeah, Especially with the right partners. <laughs> oh, my God. With the right partner, I yes. love, you know how I feel about Taboo. Mm-hmm. I love, like, uh, a $100,000 pyramid. I love, uh, 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 25 words or less is my new favorite word game okay. on TV. Um, I love, I want to be on Password. I want to be on mm-hmm. uh, Pyramid. I want to be on all of those like game shows. Mm-hmm. I love word games. Yes. Um, so yeah, I love Taboo. Mm-hmm. I love Catchphrase. Mm-hmm. I love Heads Up. Okay. I love all those kinds yeah, of games. Yeah, so you, you do introduce quite a few games to the family and it'd be great. I know karaoke is in a game, but yeah. I think that's on top of the list for you. Yes, <laughs> I love, I think karaoke technically is a game. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I love karaoke and I'll Absolutely. do karaoke. I, I call mm. it uh, YouTube karaoke. Well, YouTube karaoke obviously is a thing, or I would say obviously, but it's probably a thing. Um, yes. I, you can't leave my house without oh, singing that a song. Part. Without You're singing a song here as you singing. Thinking you can really sing, and you gotta get you get all into it because you you're you may start off all timid, but before it's over, you're this great singer. Come on, Aretha. Yes, do this. yes. <laughs> That's because karaoke is supposed to be fun. It yeah. isn't about how great you sound. Right. I just happen to sound great. That part, and I'll give him that, y'all. I will give him. That's why you know you notice. That's why he chose that that game. Real talk. You said that. I didn't. Uh, say no, that. I mean, I mean, he chose it to be his number one karaoke. I don't. You don't choose your number. You make, it he makes you sing this. You can't leave without doing karaoke. Okay. <laughs> that part. You know, I can't wait till um, COVID is clear because we used to hear, drink, get your drink ready, y'all, because we used to do uh, absolutely great every Tuesday, bedroom candy, karaoke via bedroom sip, candy. Sip, <laughs> sip, sip, sip. Okay. We had an absolutely amazing, um, if you're here in California, Chester, Washington, golf course was our spot on Tuesdays, and we got to have fun and enjoy some karaoke. I was sorry that they, so I couldn't wait for Egbert B to come and, and be a part of this, but unfortunately, by the time he got here, COVID has shut that down. But we're looking for a spot, y'all, and we will. I will be letting you know as soon as we find it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like karaoke. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. That's what I love is, like you say, it ain't about your singing. Yeah, no, it's I about a good time. The child. reason uh, the reason you leave feeling like you are an amazing singer is because I'm making sure you're having a good time. Right. That part. And we are on the word of, uh, of singing and, and entertainment and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily mean that this is a, it's somebody that would be a, a, a celebrity and all that, but just a, just a thought I was thinking and um, some questions I was going through here and I was thinking, if you could have dinner with anyone in the world, whether they were living or dead, who do you think you'd choose and why? One person only? Yeah, just one. Just um, one. Jesus. No, I'm just playing. Oh, um, but that's maybe. a good answer. Yeah. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> huh. I love that game, too. We should go on uh, Family Feud. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, 
As a matter of fact, I just found some Family Feud cards the other day, and I picked them up. They're nice. at the house, brand okay, new. Good. Do that. We'll play that one when I come over for Absolutely. spaghetti. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, well, you know I taught you backgammon, too, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I have pictures in my here. phone of the the game that we're in the middle of, so okay. we, we can resume that. Oh, game. my God. No, he didn't, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was winning. That's why. No, I, I'm sure I wasn't. <laughs> I'm still learning the game. Yes. Um, that's crazy. Okay. What did you ask me? What are we uh, talking about? Who would you? Who would? Who oh pick yeah. Up? Yes. One person. If you could have dinner with in the whole world, living or dead, who would it be? Uh, I don't know. I think my future husband. I want to know now. Oh, okay, okay, all right. That's that's true. That's a pretty good answer. But you. Um, Okay, okay. Cause and I, I want that dinner to, to happen no now. And I want that dinner oh, okay. to be... You ready for the dinner? I'm ready for that tomorrow. dinner. And I want it to be the start of the of okay. the thing. So what you're trying to say is you just kick me to the curb for my spaghetti dinner if that was... Okay. If it was tomorrow, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, gotcha. All right, what's oh, your question? Yeah, uh, what you got coming for me? Uh, let's see. Do you have any friends that you consider family? Now, you got to know the answer to that I one. I Absolutely. Do. Um, I don't consider everybody a friend. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of associates in my life. Um, my sisters are absolutely amazing. They're, for the most part, my friends. And I thought I had a friend um, for over 20 years, and that went sour, stanky. That really confused, and um, to this day, I'm confused about that. And I said, Lord, I'm never going to have any friends like that again. I have sisters. They're my best friend. But God had other plans in, in uh, mind for me. I have an absolutely great best friend. Her name is Trishonda Marbury, and she is absolutely my besties of besties. I couldn't have asked for a better friend. We know each other stank, dank, all that, and we don't judge each other. We don't hold it against each other. We actually try to make each other a better person in spite of. Mm-hmm. And um, I know she has my best interest at heart, and I have hers totally best interest at heart. And I absolutely consider her family. Good. Absolutely consider her family. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do. I figured that would be your answer. I remember, and I and I love your friendship too. I'm I'm really grateful for your friendship. I remember uh, after Papa's funeral, uh, I was tasked with walking uh, Trishanda to her car. Mm-hmm. And um, I just took that moment to say thank you to mm-hmm. her for 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 looking out for my mom and being the friend that you know I, mm-hmm. it's obvious that you needed at the time and everything. And I just and I still I'm still grateful for for Trisanda's, uh presence in your life. I know mm-hmm. that she provides a lot of sanity for you. Absolutely, she's a sounding board for you when mm-hmm. you are looking for advice or some guidance or stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know that she's a she's been a good friend to you. And Absolutely, I'm she's the best. She's the bomb. Yeah. She knows the true meaning of friendship. Yeah, and I can and that's what that's too because everybody don't know how to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody do not know how to be a friend. We are all looking for a friend, but everybody do not know how to be your friend mm-hmm. and that's what I think I I get with our relationship not only do we both know how to be a friend but mm-hmm. we are friends and mm-hmm. it's great when you can find somebody like that mm-hmm. so I hope you all find that your Trishonda yeah me too <laughs> me too yes, uh, absolutely what about you all of them most of my all of the friends you know mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. all considered Family. my sisters <laughs> in my head like they yeah. like unfortunately I didn't I didn't know that it would be as easy to feel as comfortable and safe in my family as I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but growing up, I didn't feel that way. I felt very separated. I felt very alone and very mm-hmm. other than. Mm-hmm. And um, 
so I my friends that I got really close to became my family, mm-hmm. which is why I still have best friends from elementary school mm-hmm. and so on and so on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so all good. of them are my family. Yeah, that's great that you can have friends that long. I I thought I was going to have some elementary friends, but they didn't from then. But, mm-hmm. oh, God, I had other plans, so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't know what a novelty that was until mm-hmm. I became an adult either. Like, I remember, I remember being in high school and acknowledging that for whatever reason, I was always surrounded by special people okay. that I knew I would see at some point in my future. Mm-hmm. Um, I always assumed it'd be because of work or whatever, mm-hmm. that wherever our careers take us. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew that I was surrounded by special people, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't notice that it was such a privilege to, to have a, so many close friends okay. and be like actually close, you know, like mm-hmm. genuinely, honestly close friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to hold on to them for as long as we've held on to each other. I remember at the end of high school and people talking about how you'll never see these people again mm-hmm. and really wanting to cherish those last days there because mm-hmm. I figured that would be true. Mm-hmm. And it's true that we all kind of go off into our own directions and our own, you know, situations and our lives and everything. But we always come back. Yeah. And it's always like no time has passed i was just hanging out with chanel um at chanel berlin and her mom uh this weekend Mm -hmm. and we had so much fun just the three of us just sitting there talking and laughing and we watched Mm -hmm. a couple movies and stuff too uh it's funny that you were talking about not liking to lose because uh chanel's mom and (laughs) i and chanel we were all talking uh and Chanel's mom was saying that she's a sore loser and i was Mm -hmm. like you know i don't know what's worse a sore loser or a sore winner I said because my mom is a sore winner. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sore winner. You would have you never heard that? Mm-hmm. Really? Would you? Would you? Well, does you, that does that re, does that resonate with you? Not at all, because I'm really? not sure what a sore winner is. Okay, so I was saying uh, my mom is a sore winner because when she wins, uh-huh. you can't hear. I, I got you. Like it's you can't you can't hear the end of it. And now oh, she's making fun of you for losing. That's a sore winner. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I don't make fun of you, but I dang sure let you know I won. Yeah, it's a sore <laughs> and, and I only uh, do that with people I can I do that, you know, I clown with. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It's not for it's it's a play thing. I will talk some absolute shit while we playing though. I love that. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> it's, depending on the game. That's mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of gameplay. All yes, the all the crap absolutely. talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a, a sore winner. I like to I like to win, obviously. We all like mm-hmm. to win. I like to win, but I like just the pride of winning. Mm-hmm. I you don't even have to know I won. Oh. You know, like you gonna know because you lost, but right. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like to win, and I like to I like to I like. There's something like I can hold my head higher when mm-hmm. when it's not when in your face. Mm, yes, uh, most time when I'm playing games, it's usually with somebody, um, the type of game, or with someone that we playing. We we in it. You we, uh, in your face. Yeah, because we like to play um, dominoes over my uncle Rudy's. Uh-huh. And they're Belizean and they play dominoes totally different from us. It's one game. It's a winner every game. It's not mm-hmm. like go around edge your points up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's great to to play with. Uh, Competitively, yeah. I don't. I don't really care for a game when, when I, when I. I'm being very honest with you. I know you might find this hard to believe, mm-hmm. but um, I don't like to win. Um, 
if it's not if it's if it's, easy. if it's easy. Yeah, same. Yes, if yeah. it's easy. Yes. It is it's not as satisfying. Right. So, exactly. Give yeah. me a challenge. Yeah. Let me slap these bones. Oops. <laughs> right? Right, yes. Ooh, I'm having issues that. with my leg. Oh. Uh yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, so I think All it's right. your turn to yeah, ask. Yeah, I me think a it is. I think it is. I have a few of them here. But I like this one. I think we can find something funny. Okay. Okay. We'll call this the last one. This is yeah, this is definitely the last one. I want it to be a little funny. Um you know we have absolute Great characters in our family, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. We love each other. We we play with each other. We clown each other, and that's why he talks about me. But can what can you do one of your uh, your best impressions of one of our family members? Oh ah uh, ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> let me see who that is. <laughs> Wendy. Okay, let me hold twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. <laughs> oh ah uh, ah. Uh. Oh ah uh, ah. Uh. I was literally walking around my apartment. Just a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. all alone in mm-hmm. here, going, oh, ah, ah, <laughs> by myself, out loud, oh, ah, ah, yeah. oh, ah, You need some of that medicine, that friend, that guy. Right. Oh, ah, ah. Okay. Uh, and then... Um, She's never asking for twenty dollars. I don't know why. Like that's my a part of my impression. First, she's never asked me for a dollar in my right. life. Hey, let me know twenty dollars. Twenty. I don't know why that's really because in my mind that's how she would say that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, it's um, crazy that you picked her. Go ahead. Who you got? Uh, so I'm trying to think mm-hmm. uh, somebody else. Uh, Oh, well, I have a great impression of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Oh, EJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> to hide her. When she's trying to be polite, when she's trying to be really sweet right, to you. Right. To hide her. Oh, to hide her. <laughs> to hide her. Uh, or you'd go, Mama. And she'd go, Whoa. <laughs> right. Or she'll go, What that? Or if you're in another part of the house and you're talking to her, I hear you, but I don't know what you said. <laughs> Uh, I hear you, but I don't know what you're saying to me, child. Yeah, or she answers the phone, praise the Lord. Uh, that's Barbara. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> right. And remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Uh, absolutely. Every ending call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and uh, make sure you don't drive close behind people. And make sure you don't drive close behind nobody. <laughs> okay. And trust no man. Uh, trust no, no man. God the Bible says say, trust no man. <laughs> uh, yes, that's crazy. Yes, I, those are the same two people I was going to pick to impersonate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My sister Wendy is, holla, holla, holla. I know she'd be like, I love that. Holla. <laughs> End of every conversation. Holla. <laughs> okay, that's nice. I love it. Okay, I remember one yeah, time. Uh, so my dad is from Belize, and uh, for the people, obviously, you know, you've known that for longer than I've known that. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he has an accent. And uh, I remember one time my sister and I were arguing. My dad, anytime we were too loud in the house, <laughs> if it, you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime we were too loud in the house, if we were t- laughing too loud or if we were fighting too loudly, like if we were just too loud in the house, we were disturbing his peace, okay? Mm-hmm. He would say, pick up a book and read it. <laughs> pick up a book and read it. Yeah. And so I remember one time my sister and I, we were just fighting and we could not get it together. I'm sure he probably just heard all kinds of scrapping in there. And uh, he called us in there. He said, EJ and Taquanda. And so <laughs> we go into the room. And we're like, yes, yes, dad, yes. What is this? Why do you fight? You're all you have. It's just you. I've never been able to do a really good impression of dad. Uh, uh, you're all you have. It's just the two of you. You're supposed to love each other. Just you, you, and you. And you're supposed to love each other. And instead, you fight like cat and dog. <laughs> and I remember thinking, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. And I, I was like, I can't even look at Taquanda because I know she's going to be laughing. And I know if I look at her, she's going to bring cat and dog. <laughs> and I hear Taquanda go, 
<laughs> and I lost it. And we laughed. And luckily, Daddy started to laugh, too. Yeah, he thought it was funny, funny too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I've never had a really good impression of Dad. He's, like, the one person I can't really do. Because he goes in. He has an accent, and sometimes he doesn't, you know? Yeah. When he get around his people, he really has that, this accent. And then he he actually thinks he doesn't have one. He, he just told me, I mean, yeah, you do. Most oh, foreigners yeah. do think that they're right. doing a Does good job. Does he think he's, yeah, because he thinks he's doing a good job yeah. on not speaking with an accent. <laughs> That's a good one, though. I like that. Yes, I remember he would always tell y'all, get up, up, read up, up. Take up a book and read it. I just hear you guys in there scrapping and scrapping and let y'all work it out until it got really stupid. I would go, don't make me come in there. You would always say, don't make me angry. <laughs> right. First you would go, all right. <laughs> and then if we kept going, we would be like, see, see, you know, the see was you. It was your fault. And then we would keep it. That would start another fight. Right. And you'd be like, uh, okay. And then that that and then once you said the third time, don't make me angry. It was like, okay, all right. No, right she's no. there, yeah. Yeah, we, she's uh, there. Let's not ever come in here. <laughs> we don't want to make her angry. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. I remember the one time like what like you, you whipped us every now and then. Uh but I remember one time, well, I remember a couple whippings. Uh, but I remember one time. Uh, I was like 13 and it was, well, I would now three weapons are in my head. I guess one time I was like 11 or 12 and you hit me and you hit me in my wheezy uh, and you said, Oh, and you felt so bad. And that stopped mm-hmm. it. I remember thinking, Oh, I might be able to fake an injury uh, any, every time now, but I don't right. really, I didn't really get too many weapons from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember another time, I remember the last time I'll tell another time. So I remember one time, I don't know what I said to you mm-hmm. on the way to school one morning but Mama and Papa's house was uh, on the way to my elementary school. Mm-hmm. And every now and then you'd stop off and drop off whatever you need to drop off. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we didn't have a reason to go over there this one morning. Mm-hmm. And whatever I said to you mm-hmm. uh, set you off. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to stop. And you stopped at Mama's house. Mm-hmm. And we went inside. And they weren't even in town or something like that. Because we went into Mama and Papa's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And on that little chair, remember that blue chair she used to have, like yes. at the like edge like of the little, kind like a swivel yeah, like kind a, of, yes, yeah. Yes. And uh, sitting on top of that chair was a hanger, mm-hmm. and you hit me, you whipped me with a hanger, mm. and I knew I had pissed you off. And I remember thinking, uh, I just, I remember being in shock. It hurt, but I remember crying more so because I had actually pissed you off that mm-hmm. much. I was like, dang, I don't remember making her mad. What did I say? Uh, that was I remember that would being that being a time, but I remember the last time you whipped me. Mm-hmm. I was thirteen years old. I was thirty three. I was thirteen years old, <laughs> and uh, I don't remember what I did or said. But you had had it. I probably you know my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had had it, and you decided it was time to hit this young man. And so you were hitting me, and I, you were sweating, and he was just going. I remember thinking, when is she going to stop? Like, what? hasn't she had enough? And, and, but it, like, wasn't hurting, and, like, I was like, oh, my God, what is she doing? And I realized, oh, she wants a tear. She wants a tear. She wants to see, she want to feel her money. She wants to see me in pain. <laughs> she wants to see me be punished. I want to see some teeth. And uh, so I was like, okay, I have to work up a tear. I have to. This is the first time I cried on cue, mm-hmm. and I worked up a tear. Okay, <laughs> a tear. A tear. Yeah. Okay. And he's all out of breath. <sighs> Good. 
I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's crazy that you did it. Because that actually happened to me with my Auntie Dorothy. Mm-hmm. We, we would always go over there and have a great time. My Auntie Dorothy was, um, I, I probably shouldn't even be telling this because she was just giving alcohol to children. Mm-hmm. But she would have parties, and she was the party auntie house. I love going to her home. And she always wanted to make these drinks, mm-hmm. these really blue Hawaiians, and I mean, these really nice drinks. And she'd say, try it. And, me, and I was always there, ready to try it. Let me know how, what you think, how it tastes. <laughs> um, so, uh, I loved going over there. And so one, I don't know how, why did, what they did, because I was not involved. And that's what I used to hate about being the oldest, because even if I wasn't there, I was blamed because I should have been watching them. Okay. And they did something where water was involved, and this water got on my Auntie Dorothy's um, furniture, mm. and it made water spots. And mm. when she came home, she was so angry. And she going to tell me, well, you're the oldest. You should have been uh, watching them and stuff. And she got a belt, and she was, like you are saying, sweating, it, and she was just working up the sweat. She was whipping. So I realized, so now it's my turn, and she made us hold our hand out, mm-hmm. and she whipped us in the hand. And my auntie was swinging with all her might, but it just wasn't hurting. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, looking at her muster <laughs> up the, the strength to go for to another swing made me laugh. Yeah. I was trying my best. You laughed in her face? I, it was, I turned it into tears, because oh just like you, God. I realized she is waiting for some tears. Yeah. She wants me to cry. So I act like I was crying, but I was laughing my ass off. Oh. I, it was so funny <laughs> to this day. I mean, I turned into some tears into the cries and the okay. tears. I was laughing. It really, truly was a laugh. It wasn't even crying. At one point, I kind of think she felt it. She's like, are you laughing? Oh. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time uh, my aunt Rowena, your sister, mm-hmm. uh, used to when she gave her kids whippings, she was she would give them whippings like she'd slap their hands too. Okay, and um, so she would threaten them with whipping all the time. So I remember thinking, <laughs> "Oh Lord, we I don't want to get a whipping over here." <laughs> right. And uh, one time we, I guess we were all out of line together because mm-hmm. I would go, you know, I would go and spend my summers with them, mm-hmm. and this was one summer. And then I guess we were just wilding out. She mm-hmm. just couldn't keep up with us this summer or something. I don't know. <laughs> because she came one day home. I don't know if she had come home or if she just decided, God damn, I, y'all all need some. Everybody getting a whoop. Everybody getting a whoop. Everybody's getting a whoop. So uh, I remember thinking, oh, no, we've done it. <laughs> this is about to happen. Oh, no, we're going to get a whipping. And so she lined us all up. Mm-hmm. Well, they lined up. I was just following right, they, right, right. They, you know, <laughs> they how they know do the procedure. it. They know the procedure. <laughs> so... Uh, we went upstairs and they all filed in, in, into a line mm-hmm. at her door. And I was like, damn, they get in line for their weapons? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think my cousin Kenyana was first. Okay. And so she put her hand out. Mm-hmm. I don't think, what is she asking for? <laughs> she, she makes okay. them ask for their weapons? <laughs> <laughs> and she got the belt and hit her in the hand. And I remember thinking, oh, is that what we're about to do? <laughs> Oh, I'll go next. Right. <laughs> I got yeah, next. It's over. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I was last in line. I might have, my cousin Rachel might have gone last. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went and she hit me in my hand with this belt mm-hmm. and the sting that came across my body. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, oh, this is a punishment. Okay. 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 <laughs> right. Okay. Now I see why we lined up. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yes. And you guys must have really had to do something because Auntie Rainy don't be. Uh, she ain't trying yeah, to hit she us. Don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She does not want to hit us. No. For the longest, all my aunties are my favorite auntie, but for the longest, when I was a kid, that was my favorite auntie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I just love me some Auntie Eni. Yeah, auntie Eni. Yes. <laughs> I love all of them, though, because my Aunt Val, oh. 
um, in times where, uh, you know, this ain't no shade, no tea, no shade, not mm-hmm. for not for nothing, but like, in times when I just needed a mother, my auntie Val was always there. Mm-hmm. She just always was She's there. Always been a supporter, even of me as my business. We were. It's funny you mention that because she we were laughing about it just the other day. She said, "Let me show you something," and she showed me her checkbook, mm-hmm. and every other check was to Heidi Gibson. Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's just how much she supports everything I do. She yeah. has always been that supporter and that that person for me. I can go to her when I need to talk. And yeah. all. As I said, my sisters are my best friends, and um, I, I didn't realize I needed a best best friend, and uh, which which Trey gave me. But my sisters, Wendy, Rowena, I could talk to them about anything. Yeah. They they are there. I can like be. They're my sounding board. Yeah. When I, you know need somebody and I love it it's, yeah. they're, they're my best friends as well I'm glad yeah. you did, that you did yeah I remember being a young kid Auntie Wendy was my uh, mm-hmm. was my second favorite after mm-hmm. Auntie Rowena because mm-hmm. uh, she was just the more fun one yeah. like she was the yeah. one that would take, take yeah. me shopping with her mm-hmm. and we were or we'd be in church and we're in church you know mm-hmm. you're supposed to be behaving yourself but if somebody looked a little crazy oh Auntie my Wendy gosh she's ridiculous she is ridiculous she's on point though. it don't even have to be in church no matter where we go yeah. she gonna find something you be look this person look really nice they got their stuff together oh ain't you Wendy gonna find something to <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where absolutely. I get that from yes yeah she, uh, she was my most fun yes, auntie she still is up. it's crazy because I'm the oldest and she's the youngest and it's like the two middle ones just got I don't want to say um, got knocked out but they definitely missing out on the fun popo yeah fun police is not they, they have fun they're great people but me and auntie Wendy we're more of that uh, fun police type of girl. Yeah, I've never been arrested or anything, and I shouldn't be telling her story. But it wasn't her being arrested because something she did. But she was hanging with the wrong people, Ooh. so she's even <laughs> gotten she got one up on me on that one. <laughs> My dad had to go get her. He was Ooh. mad about it. <laughs> How old was she? Uh, uh, she was older, like about 16, 17 Ooh. hanging with the wrong cousin. I already okay. know. Was it would start with a D? No. No. Start with a C? Yes. And it was a man? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And my dad told her, don't go hanging with him. Mm-hmm. That boy is, he, he did nothing but trouble follow him. And he got in the car and police put him over and brought him to jail. Oh, my god. And goodness. they had to call Papa and he was mad about it. You should, when she tells the story, she said how he came in there, he must put on his clothes real quick. His One side of his pants was hooked up. Oh, my goodness. And these shoes was on all crazy. His belt. <laughs> he was going to get his daughter. Was ready to get it right he, she said he we was lucky we didn't get an ass whooping at the jail okay okay he, he went and picked up uh c c cousin too yes he went and picked up e he well no no e c stayed uh-huh c c was in trouble c that's why you don't hang with c right but she was with e and her and e he picked up her and e and, okay. brought, and yes and he was in trouble too and my dad don't he was the father that picked up all the kids mm-hmm. we get in the van he had a van and he would take us all to the park he would take us all to the roller derby he took us all to the movies and we hardly ever got spankings from my dad but that night he was he had his belt on he was threatening he, he literally realized he's in a police station and was threatened that he was about to tear both their tails up oh and um, at that time the police probably wouldn't have done anything right. he probably would have been like yeah that's what they they deserve. That's yeah. what they need right there. That part right, right. there. But um, by the time he got home, he had cooled down and as Papa would have, right? Uh-huh. As he would have. So it, they didn't get the the butt tan up. They should have got. Yeah. Okay. All right. But are we finished? I think I have one more for you. You mind if we do one more? I think we called your last one the last. Oh, one. okay. Well then. But if you got one, one no, more. no, no. We could save this to the next episode because. Okay. Uh, 
you know, we got I got some things for the next episode. All right, keep the people wanting more. Yeah, be. All right, guys, well, we'll be back. My son and I. And we're back. Yes. Yes. So you know what? The last episode, Jen put a song right there. What happened to that? Yes. Oh, I, I I was planning on putting one at the end, but okay. Yeah, no, I'll put it at the end. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. Uh, I'm actually working on these transitions a little bit more, too. So mm-hmm. uh, look forward to some more. I'm going to, I know you guys might be by now tired of hearing my son and I. Uh, so that sounded like you when I did that. Anyway, uh, but I'm going to be working on those transitions. Anyway, yeah, but I do call song covers. I'll sing for your parties. I'll sing for your weddings. Egbert Bernard across social media. Jump into that inbox. Tell me what you need. Uh, my son and I are Leos at gmail.com. Okay. What you got? Uh, well, actually, you know me, Bedroom Candy. Avon is absolutely great opportunity as well. So holla at me if you're interested in being an Avon consultant. <clears throat> I have been one for 30 years. I love it. And um, it's absolutely amazing. But my number one uh, business I have is Bedroom Candy. And we have so many products for Bedroom Candy. We don't have, you know, I know a lot of people knows about the toys that we have. Because it's called Bedroom Candy and it is toys. But we have so much more than toys. We have a great women's wellness line, a men's wellness line, a hair care, a makeup, and a CBD line. And what we absolutely have is these, um, we call it our sexual education line. There are books that are amazing, written by, doc, most of them written by Dr. Sadie, but we also have some that are written by some other um, sex therapists and theologists and things like that that we have working with our business. And one of the books that I find amazing is our book called Ride em Cowgirl. It's $18 and it is amazing. Why is this, why is this today's best-selling position guide because there's over one list sex positions for secrets for better bucking it's a many of them and instead of twisting you into impossible presupposes dr sadie illustrates hundreds of ways to shape your favorite sex positions into a more passionate orgasmic mm-hmm. fit for the two of you Comfortably, even better, Dr. Sadie's fun, empowering, hands-on coaching inspires intimate new explorations and sensational erotic touches. This is the one love-making guy ready to create a lifetime of excitement, passion, confidence, supergasms, and unwipe-offable smiles every morning after. Remember we talking about the morning after? Mm-hmm. Try it and read it together in bed. All right. Come on, supergasms. That part. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know how to find us. That part. You can find me at my bedroom candy site, www.bedroomcandy.com slash 1907. And of course, anything, if you can't remember that, just reach out to my son and I are Leos at gmail.com. That's us. Yay. We'll be back. My son and I. And we're back. Yes. My son and I. <laughs> yes, we are back to wrap up yet another episode. Woo-hoo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I can't, I cannot explain to you guys enough how grateful I am for your presence here. Absolutely. Your emails, your text messages, your inboxes. Like, you guys are so supportive and I love that you you. guys are giving us so much feedback. Don't forget to rate and review. Rate us with a five-star and review our podcast on any app, whatever app you use, go ahead and rate us and review us so that people can uh, be sent to our podcast or our, our podcast can be sent to them. 
Also, don't feel afraid to use that email, my son and I are Leos at gmail.com, because we're here to answer all of your questions. Absolutely. We are here to fulfill all of your needs. Ooh. If you have any <laughs> if you guys have any questions about us or our relationship or just things that you're wondering about us, uh, something if you want to ask something mm. anonymously, nice. uh, if you have any relationship questions or any sex advice or anything that you might want to ask us, we're here for you. And uh, that's my son and I are Leos at gmail.com. Please hit us up. Let yes. us know what you think. Until then, I'm um, glad you're here. Thank you, everybody. Be blessed, safe, and prosperous. And guess what? Hmm. I'll see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. <laughs>
save a little 